Hey everyone, back again. Today I'm going to talk about Marshall McLuhan's idea of the medium is the message. Now before jumping into that, if you want to follow me anywhere else, you can find me on Instagram at theory underscore and underscore philosophy. If you're new here, welcome, welcome. I'm David. I try to explain philosophical texts and ideas in a somewhat accessible uh, way to help you on your philosophical journey. If you want to help me out and you're new here, subscribe because most people that watch this aren't subscribed. So subscribe and you'll see videos I release every week, sometimes more than once a week. Uh, like, share, tell your friends, who knows, they might like it. If you wanna help me out monetarily, you can do that via Patreon or PayPal, but obviously no pressure. If you're listening to this in podcast form, you can find the video on YouTube. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can find it in podcast form, pretty much anywhere you get podcasts where there shouldn't be any ads, which is obviously better. Yeah, so now let's talk about the medium is the message. Now. This was from a request from one of my patrons, uh, Matt, who wanted to know more about this stuff, specifically how it relates to Baudrillard's work. Now, I won't get into that kind of affiliation here. Instead, this is I'm treating this as a kind of introduction for when I will eventually do more of Marshall McLuhan's texts, or just do them, period, because I haven't done any yet. Now, in order to grasp what Marshall McLuhan means by the medium is the message, actually requires us to take a little detour through another Canadian uh, media studies scholar, and that is Harold Innes, who Marshall McLuhan modeled a lot of his work off of. Now, Innes is uh, an interesting figure in that he was doing a kind of dialectical materialism without it being Marxist. So he was looking at, for example, the fur trade in Canada uh, and how that kind of catalyzed the emergence of certain uh, routes and, and, and whatnot and the formation of Canada itself. So looking at economic conditions and how they shape uh, shape the nation of shape the nation of Canada, but without it being like explicitly Marxist. And he, he, he does have a lot of other dialectical things and I will talk about, I, I'll do his work eventually because um, it is complicated and it's interesting, but it's also very historical, which makes it hard to present because he's jumping all over the place and it's, yeah. In, in any case, he's an, an important figure. Specifically, Harold Innes puts forward or put forward the idea that a, a civilization, that at least how a civilization will grow and how it will uh, command on, an, kind of on, on the earth will be determined to some extent by their means of communication. So the two kind of big examples that he gives are Egypt and Babylon. Now in Babylon, the Babylonian people relied upon mostly stone tablets for communication, for writing, which meant that they were hard to transport, meant that they were actually hard to use for communication, which meant that the Babylonian empire was restricted in that it couldn't expand too far precisely because it was so burdensome. It was so cumbersome because of the media, the medium, in this case stone tablets, that they used. Now he contrasts that to Egypt that was using papyrus, just paper, quite simply, which could be easily transportable, um, easily written on, easily, obviously then, uh, read, which allowed for Egypt to expand quite rapidly, that is geographically, across uh, what is now you know Egypt and, and, and beyond that. So he gives us these two examples to demonstrate that the media that a civilization uses will have a pretty significant effect on how that civilization is able to expand and how it will grow 
as a civilization. Now he goes on into quite a few more territories about how uh, a civilization has to attain a kind of dialectical equilibrium between what he calls monopolies of knowledge and monopolies of power, um, and having a steady equilibrium between what he calls a space bias and a time bias. But without going too much into that, he says that a, a civilization or a nation has a time bias when it is more concerned on lasting through time, as in the case of Babylon. Because if you have a stone tablet, it's going to last a very long time, which will allow the civilization to last much longer to, into the future. Whereas a space-biased one is much more concerned with expanding. That is, they have a, have a kind of predisposition towards space, expanding through space, and with lighter transportable communications or media, like paper, it is that much easier to expand. And he thought it was necessary to have a kind of natural equilibrium between the two. Now in comes Marshall McLuhan. And Marshall McLuhan takes up this idea to say that, well, we don't have to talk about as quite grandiose things as uh, civilizations per se, but specific media, be it television or radio, will in a sense determine how they will be understood. That is, the medium itself will shape the people that use it. So if people engage primarily in letter writing as a form of communication, they're going to have different interactions than people who have communication with like texting, for example, in that texting allows for quicker communication. Uh, texting probably produces, I assume, more anxiety in people in that you know, if you don't get a text back, you feel like the person's ignoring you. Whereas if you write a letter, you, you can expect that you probably won't get a, a, a response back for a few weeks. So in that, we see a different, a kind of alteration of what it means to be a human, not only to oneself, but engaging with others as it is determined by uh, media. Now, I should clarify that for both Innes and McLuhan, they aren't saying that the media that a... Uh, nation or, or people uses is going to explicitly determine how they act. But it's just one component of many that will determine it. Now when McLuhan says that the medium is the message, he's saying that we can actually read more into a civilization based off the media they use rather than the specific things that are said in media or on these media. So knowing that a civilization uses quick forms of communication will tell us a lot, will convey to us a message about that civilization, a different message than if we were to read the content of any of those forms of communication. Now it's important to note that for McLuhan, he doesn't just say that there's media on one side and messages on the other. He actually allots some space to discuss how any given message is another message's medium, which might seem like a complicated idea. But the way that I like to think about this to kind of simplify it is with, um, to take a biblical example, with Moses. So for those that aren't familiar, Moses was led the exodus of, of the Jewish people, uh, the people of Israel out of Egypt. And after doing that, God sits them down for many, 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 what feels like years uh, to lay down all these rules for the uh, the f just freed people uh, of Israel. And God inscribes his words upon these stone tablets that Moses is to, is to bring to these freed people. Now, in that moment, we have Moses carrying these tablets. 
So Moses is the medium, that is, he's holding these tablets, which are themselves a type of medium that are holding the word of God. So what we see is a kind of concentric circular effect where we have one circle, let's call that Moses, and the other circle beneath it, which is concentric circles like circles within circles, are the tablets, and then within that is uh, the word of God in, in those tablets. So what we have then is a kind of honing in on the message, but to each message there is a respective medium, and to each one of those media there is in itself, to itself, another medium that holds it. And then Moses can be said to be uh, kind of mediated by God in that God gives Moses that, that privilege. But to kind of uh, fathom another example, think about how on Twitter, Twitter is just a, essentially a medium upon which or within which people can tweet, share, share messages and, and tweet things. But Twitter is only made possible because it exists on the medium that is your cell phone or your computer. So it is, in a sense, the content of another medium, that is your computer or your phone. So you have this kind of um, this concentric circle effect in that you go from more broad media to smaller ones. And the reason that I bring this up is that it would be wrong to think that there are just, for McLuhan that is, just media and then just messages. In fact, they, they do um, kind of fold in onto one another. But broadly, to put it quite simply, when he says the medium is the message, he is saying that we can learn a lot, a lot more perhaps, from the medium itself for a given civilization or people than we can about the specific content that we find on that medium. And that's pretty well uh, it if you, you know, like what I did here, you can expect if you subscribe to see more videos of McLuhan coming up in the next few months, I imagine I'll do some more. And yeah, if I omitted anything that you think is important, you know, leave a comment. I'll I'll pin it, and then anyone can see it. And yeah, catch you catch you next time.